Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Manor. I thought you were going to do your thing, your twisty mani. I was thinking about it, but I wanted to make you wait in silence. Oh, okay. I'm Twisty Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Shai Mizrahi, and with me, my co-ghost and wife, Emily Mizrahi. <laughs> okay, well, today we have a special theme from Emily. From Emily. You want to tell it? Haunted Hotels. I haven't really experienced a haunted hotel yet, but I think it'd be kind of interesting. So yeah, I mean, I've never been in one, but I feel like it'd be a little traumatizing too, because now I can go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you're not staying at a hotel in the town that you live in. It's because you're somewhere else. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. So it's not like you can really go... I'll stay in my car. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I've never been in one either. Um that I know of or remember but I feel like if it's an up and running hotel I'd feel a bit more comfortable because at least there's other people around Yeah. versus like if you watch those urban hunters who try to who explore like old rundown hospitals and things like that like that's creepy because they always do it in the middle of the night there's no one around <laughs> it's like yeah. it's just you in this creepy haunted hospital yeah ugh I'm surprised that, like, not every hospital is haunted. Probably is. I would assume that every hospital is after a certain point. Because we all, I mean, like, we all know not every person that's ever lived has become, like, a ghost or a poltergeist. Right. But I'm sure, like, after a certain point, every hospital has become haunted. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's a good point. Just because then, like, every cemetery would be haunted and I think every, every cemetery is so I'm sure at some yeah. point, once but, something... Well, cemeteries I'm a little off on just because people usually haunt either where they died or where they were most present in their lives. So not a lot of people haunt where they're buried. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm really like... Why are there like why are people creeped out from cemeteries? Are there really a lot of stories about haunted cemeteries, and what's the difference for them? Why are they haunting where they're buried if that's not a prominent part of their life? Right. Well, I'm gonna start off with my story. I have two. Okay. And you have one. One. Okay. Cool. So my first story. This is titled "The Beverly Hilton." I worked in IT for a guy named Mike Milken, and every year he puts on this huge conference that brings world leaders and billionaires together for something called the Global Conference. We would rent out pretty much all of the Beverly Hilton for a full seven days. You can go to to this hotel if you'd like, it just costs thousands of dollars to do so. I also am interested in hotel staff and haunting, so I asked every staff member I could about any otherworldly experiences. I heard a couple of people talk about Merv Griffin, the game show creator, host, and composer. He bought the plays in the 80s and loved to hang out there after he retired. Once he died, the staff said they would see him. Not as a ghostly shape, but as actual Merv walking down one of the hallways near the kitchens occasionally. Ultimately though, the cleaning staff was terrified of the 8th floor. It's not a tall hotel, and the 8th floor was a party type room. It was a medium-sized banquet type area with a low ceiling. 
It has a bathroom and a view of Beverly Hills with rounded red leather couches and maroon velour sided walls. There is a curved bar and glass tables with razor blade marks on them from the copious amounts of cocaine that had been chopped up for consumption. Nice. The story goes that there was a lady that would go up there and clean the place by herself after the parties were over. One night, she was almost done and finishing up in the bathrooms, cleaning the sinks. She heard a girl behind her, then something brush, then something brushed across her shoulder. Oh, get out while you can. She turned quickly around, and no one was there. She turned back to the sink, and there was a piece of gum where there had previously not been. She swore there was no gum in the sink prior as she was cleaning the sink when it happened, so that was her focus. After that, the cleaning staff would not go up there unless they had had to at night. And then they began going in doubles. They also started to clean the floor in the morning, again with two people. My buddy slash co-worker and I had to go up and check this out. We were getting chills listening to this story and had to see for ourselves. So at about 9pm, we went up there as it was vacant for the night and we pretty much had run of the hotel. Right before we went up, we saw one of the cleaning staff and told him we were going up, and he got this look like, you're an idiot. We head up, check the whole room out, and take it in like I described above. We go over to the little bathroom where the gum incident happened, and we recreated the scene. I stood at the sink, my buddy brushed my shoulder, and I turned around, nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. We didn't feel coldness or freakiness, just plain old us on the top floor. We were a bit disappointed and were saying things like, what did we expect, type conversation. Yeah. We noticed the weird music on the speaker in the elevator that we hadn't noticed coming up. It was a girl kind of singing, laughing, very electric stuff. When we got off, we saw the cleaning dude from earlier and told him what we, that we saw nothing. There was no ghost up there. Then my buddy mentioned the interesting choice of music on the elevator, to which the cleaning guy said, what music? And we replied, the music in the elevator. He then pointed out that there is no speaker in the elevator, and there never has been. Nice. That's we shit our pants, went back into the elevator, cautiously, because we couldn't believe that what we were hearing was not coming from a speaker. Being IT experts, we knew how to look for wires and speaker covers and such, and there were none. It was an old elevator that just wasn't wired for that. We noped the fuck out of there, and tried to avoid it for the rest of the time we worked there. I'm wondering, like... If it was a place that had two elevators, because most hotels usually have two side by side, that if like one shaft had the singing and one didn't, it would be even creepier. Yeah. But that's, that's super funny, actually. Just because they, like, obviously it would have been a spirit that brushed up against the cleaning lady. Right. Um, And so them trying to recreate it, I was like, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. But... That's kind of funny, but... Had a little twist ending. Super creepy, yeah. Yeah, I'd... I'd be creeped out. (laughs) What's your story? This is The Padre Hotel. The Padre Hotel is located in Bakersfield, California, which is actually where I grew up. And sadly, I've never visited this hotel. But, I mean, I can't blame my parents for never taking me to a hotel in the city that I lived in. Exactly what I was saying earlier. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So some history is that the Padre Hotel opened in 1928. There was a deadly fire on the seventh floor that killed a family, and the 1952 Kern County earthquake caused damage to the Padre Hotel that killed folks 
by trapping them in the basement. Milton Spartacus Miller purchased the Padre Hotel in 1954, but it needed upgrades in the fire prevention system in order to be safe. He spent 45 years fighting with the city of Bakersfield over a myriad of issues in being in violation of state fire codes. To express his disdain, he mounted a cannon on the hotel roof and aimed the cannon at City Hall. He used the outside walls of the Padre Hotel to express his anger at the folks at Bakersfield City Hall. At the top of the building, the words Alamo and Tombstone stayed there for years, even after the passing of Miller. He turned the Padre Hotel into the city's largest billboard, draping it with banners and signs, accusing the city of letting downtown Bakersfield's business community wither and die. The hotel may have had a speakeasy during Prohibition, which means involvement with bootleggers and organized crime, maybe even having connections to the Mafia. Many people have attempted or committed suicide by jumping from the rooftop. Jeez. After years of being tossed around by owners and considering re reconstruction, it was finally bought in 2008 by Brett Miller and Graham Downs. It opened for business in 2010. Today, it's operated by the general manager, Jennifer Johnson. In 2012, Long Island medium Teresa Caputo stayed at the Padre and she reported meeting a ghostly little girl. I was visited by this little girl who apparently died in this hotel. I would wake up and write things down. Among her notations included mention of a tiny handprint, which Johnson corroborated. Johnson said a handprint on the basement level was noticed during Eat Drink Sleep's renovation. She said Caputo believes it belongs to the little girl who visited her. During renovations, they kept trying to remove it, but it wouldn't go away, Johnson said. We're not at this point trying to get rid of it anymore. Many people ask to see the handprint and the staff will gladly take you down to the basement to see it. And no amount of rubbing, cleaning, or painting over it will make it go away. Construction workers even reported their tools and equipment disappearing, perhaps at the hand of Miller's ghost. Johnson said strange experiences that are very difficult to brush off or explain abound at the Padre Hotel. She recounted a personal anecdote in which she felt as if someone was pushing a supply closet door closed. When Johnson finally got the door open, it slammed shut in her face. She ran downstairs, pale and flustered. Some personal guest encounters include that in room 704, a female guest entered the room and heard a rustling behind her that followed her wherever she went in the room. When she went to bed, she looked up and saw a sinister-looking face peering down at her from the roof. It smiled crookedly and bore into her soul with pitch-black eyes. That's fucking creepy. A male guest was awakened by hearing spurs being dragged across the floor. He awoke to see a translucent cowboy leaning over him and stroking his facial hair, perhaps being too friendly. <laughs> he says... Yeehaw there. <laughs> the guest did his best to shake the spirit off, who then jumped out the window. The guest looked down from his window and didn't see a body. A ghost hunting team, Amped, was reportedly brought in in 2017. They said they noted 
they noticed movement in toys that were placed on a bed with buzzers to entice young children's spirits to play with them. Some young spirits were seen on sensor screens as they played with the toys left on the bed. To this day, lovers of the paranormal have traveled to the hotel in hopes of getting a glimpse of the spirits who stay there. That's really cool. I like how much history that has and yeah. it seems like everything is tied in just neatly. That's I don't know how I would feel just walking in my room and see this guy like, sayonara, and just jump out your window. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you just look out the window and there's nobody there. I didn't know there was a cosplay convention going on. <laughs> That'd be so... Yeah, the cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slow down there, buckaroo. He's taking shots of gin in his room. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. the I remember hearing stories about the handprint growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, That one has definitely freaked me out. And of course, like, I guess, like, unless someone recorded it, um, there's really no real way to prove it can't be covered or washed away but that's the claim that during to go check out yeah that during renovation and i mean people died in the basement that there's this handprint on the wall and they just won't leave cannot remove it i'd love to go check that out that'd be so cool yeah do you think they would let you rub it i don't know because probably the way you worded it you're like, they'll gladly show you no matter what you do, it just won't leave. So yeah. it sounds like it's implying like they'll let you rub it and just like try and take it off the wall. Maybe. If they don't, then it's a hoax and now you know. Yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> can I get some of your cleaning supplies? And like, that's enough. Like, okay. So maybe it can be removed. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, hey. I'll go apply there as a janitor. You'll just bring some wet wipes, and they're like, here it is. And like, wow, that's really cool. No, no, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> some wet wipes. <laughs> yeah, just slather my hands and dripping rubbing alcohol. The, uh, what's it called? Germex. Yeah. You just rub the mm-hmm. wall of it. Just like, oh, uh, I feel kind of weird down here. Can I, like, put on some hand sanitizer? Uh, sure. Thanks. Seven squirts later. <laughs> You're like, no. you never know with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you just dump the whole bottle out in your hands. Just toss the bottle, like, open at the wall. Sprinkle it. That'd be really cool. Let's do it. Let's go piss some people off and test it. Okay, my next story, not really the hotel. Ah, but the hotel parking lot? No. Not like that. Okay. You'll see You'll see what that means. Okay, continue. I worked as a housekeeper as a haunted hotel for about a year. There's many stories I could tell, but there was this one room that fucked me up mentally for months, and I still have nightmares about it now. So the hotel is a grade two listed building, a manor house that was converted into a hotel. It's said that the family who built and lived there had their bedrooms where room one, two, and three now are. There are rooms out of the way and down a dark corridor, which gives them an eerie feeling, but they're decent rooms. Number two is one of the biggest and most luxurious rooms to stay in. However, it's rumored that when the house was being converted, that the builders found a skeleton of a child in the fireplace. The fireplace that's still in that room. The room opens up to a long corridor, the bathroom on the left, and a super king bed in a huge living area, looking over the gardens. I never felt right in there. But things got worse a few months in when I started having nightmares. 
that I was being chased down the room's corridor. Holy shit. I never see what was chasing me in my dream. The corridor would just keep going for what seemed like forever. But when I'd reached the door, there'd be no handle. I had that dream every night for months. My teeth got damaged from all the grinding and so exhausted that I could barely do the job. In the end, the place got me so depressed I was self-harming again. Something I'd been clean of since I was a teen. Fucking leave, man. It's not worth it. Since quitting the job, that dream and my mental health has been improved. The dream became much less frequent, but I still get it from time to time. The whole hotel is toxic, but that one room still continues to haunt me. That's so freaking weird. Isn't it? I feel like dreams haunting you rather than the hotel itself is kind of weird and a little bit worse because that takes, it takes you, that's, you take it with you home. Yeah. That's like, yeah. And I, I haven't had often like reoccurring dreams in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I do, it's maybe like the same dream twice Right. In, like, my lifetime. But if, like, at staying at this house, you're constantly dreaming, like, like every night a reoccurring dream of that house, fucking get out. Yeah. Like, I think there's a very good mix of, like, our dreams are just random shit spewing out that our brain is thinking about subconsciously mm-hmm. and actually telling us stuff. This episode... Uh, is going to lead me to a story that I've lived personally. At a hotel? Well, I worked at a permanent hotel, also known as a senior home. <laughs> a permanent hotel? <laughs> the hotel for dead people. And uh, there, I mean, people have died yeah. there a lot. And I know a lot of them personally, and it was really sad. Um, but there was two instances that just really freaked me out. This is something that had an auditorial effect and also this another piece of it has a very visual effect so I'm kind of surprised I forgot it up until now up until we started doing this story oh I absolutely block your brain is triggered to block like traumatic events out of your brain so yeah I know but like I just tell so many ghost stories that yeah. I've lived through all the time to people and I don't know I guess I just haven't thought about this one in a long time yeah so this place, uh, I work there as a server, so I'd be in the kitchen, I'd be cleaning the dishes, putting them away, cooking food, getting everything ready and prepped, and then I would go out like a waiter, and I'd ask them what they want to drink, what they want to eat for the options tonight, and then I'd serve them and give them their plates or whatever. And it was a good job, I liked it. Uh, my coworkers and especially my boss, were all a little toxic, so I ended up leaving eventually, um, but... While I was there, there was just so many eerie things that happened in the building all hours. Like, it could be midday, and you'd notice, like, hey, the forks are in a different spot. Or, like, I'd come into work, and an entire table is set, and it, no one is even awake yet. That's so weird. Yeah, so it, it's super strange. The ghosts are dining. Let them feast. They think they're hungry. They're, they died of starvation, and they're literally just trapped in eternal hunger as ghosts. <laughs> that sucks. So, this first story is a little... Uh, it's kind of like a two-parter, because there's some time in between. But A poo-tarter. But we just served dinner, and I'm cleaning up all the dishes. And there's a routine to clean this uh, one side of the dining hall, because we have two. 
Yeah. There's one for the memory care side, and then there's one for the not memory care. And memory care is just people with, like, Alzheimer's and things yeah. like that. So, in the non-memory care side is where I was cleaning, and this one is a lot bigger than the other. It's a lot longer, and there's, like, a fireplace in the middle of the room that separates it in, into, like, almost two rooms. I was cleaning up and getting everything, and I look and I check everywhere, and I say, okay, looks good. There's nothing left for me to clean or pick up. So now I'm getting ready to go get the, the broom and the mop. But I come back out and I hear like clinking, like silverware's clinking. So I don't see anyone in the first room. So I go past the fireplace and there's a table set up. Mm. It's a very small table, like for two people. But it has plates. The forks look like they've been used. Like there's food on the fork. And there's lipstick on one of the glasses. And they're both like half full. So that was really odd to me. And I just pick it up. Just like, I guess I just missed it. And I bring it back. So now I'm getting ready to sweep and I finish. And now I'm getting ready to mop. And it's getting late. So they sent out another one of my coworkers to help me finish. So they grab a mop. Her name is Megan. And we're just kind of going around the room. And eventually at some point... We're up back to back and not like inches away, maybe like a good foot or two. And we're just mopping around. And uh, one note, one important thing to notice about the room is that one side is full of windows and the other side, uh, it's not a fence, but it's like a wall. It's like a half wall. And then the rest of it on the top half is glass. And you can see out into the hallway of the okay. rest of the building. Yeah. So I heard Megan sneeze and at the exact same time, Megan and I both say, bless you. Oh my God. And she starts laughing. She's like, do you just bless yourself? And I said, no, I heard you sneeze. But it did strike me as odd because his sneeze sounded very masculine, mm. you know? And she's like, it wasn't me. And I said, well, it was not me. And then we hear a big clung and we look over and it came from the wall full of all the windows mm -hmm. um, looking out in the hallway. And there's like a handprint on the window from the other side. Ew. So that was one part. And then the next morning I come in and uh, I'm talking with uh, one of my, like my assistant manager. Her name was Tiffany. And we were just hanging out, like getting ready, like getting the water and everything set up for the breakfast. And some people need to have their meals taken to them. Yeah. Right? So... Uh, I'm getting my tray ready and the sink just started going. And it's it's like one of those levers. It's not like a motion sensor sink. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany and I like both jumped out of our skin and she turns it off. And she's like, whatever, like we already know that this place is weird. That's just a little bit more striking than usual. And so Tiffany says that uh, there's this lady who's waiting for me to bring her her breakfast. So I wheel my cart down there. I knock on the door, let her know I'm coming in. I open up and I'm saying, hey, I have your breakfast for you and I'll leave it right here for you on the table. But I didn't hear anything. And this lady's usually very chatty. Okay. So I didn't hear anything, but I heard a, like a shuffle behind me. Mm. And I turn around and there's a mirror and she's in front of me in the mirror. What? Like your reflection like, is her? No, like, so I can see myself. I guess she's not in front of me, but she's like next to me in the reflection, but she's not in the room. And she looks very odd 
She had like very dark sunken eyes and just looked very like pale. And I looked next to me. Obviously there's no one there. So I freaked out and I left and I just went to go tell someone like, Hey, I went to go deliver her food, but like, she's not responding. I didn't see her or hear her in the room. So Mm -hmm. they go check on her and she died that morning before I even came in. Oh my God. That's so creepy. So yeah, that again, I don't know how I totally just forgot about these, but it was super, super creepy. And, uh, like may you rest in peace I hope but that was super I was I think I was just really affected by it that day so they sent me home early because I was just acting really off but Mm. I I I wouldn't even go like have the guts to like say something I'd break down crying in the hallway right there I didn't tell anybody what happened I was just super weirded out Yeah. yeah so that's that's my side of my permanent hotel story Jesus yeah, yeah, I didn't have any, like, spooky experiences at the seniors' home. I mean, I wasn't there for very long. How long were you working there? I was at the senior home that I worked at uh, for about seven months, I think. Six months. Yeah, six months-ish. I almost hit my seven-month mark. I think I was there for eight months, too. Well, that's it for our episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to send in a story, we'd love to hear it. And if you want to submit one for the main course of our show, then you can submit it to our email at twistedmanner.sub. That's S-U-B at gmail.com. If you guys want to submit a bonus story, like I just gave a little brief anecdote at the end, something like that, you can submit it on our Instagram at twistedmanner. Hit the link in the bio. Hit submit stories. It'll take you to a website called Telenim. And you can just type it there and we'll read it off for the next episode. Don't forget that we have merchandise on our website. Same link on at Twisted Matter on Instagram. You can check out all sorts of cool stuff there. Really comfortable things, stickers, all that fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check it out. And uh, for photographs that we show on screen or that uh, right now we're not doing any video podcasts just because we're the, in the middle of our move. But when, uh, when we do have photos, you can always check it out on the Instagram that we have. So again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode of Twisted Manor.